Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Clay Thompson, triple drive, bounce pass to Looney, backs up home grenade underneath the bucket, goes up and flipped it up and in! Ugly but effective for Kavan. Keep going to him. 45-33. These are the best offense so far. It's time for Warriors Wrap-Up with John Dickinson. We'll bring you into the locker room and hear from Coach Kerr and the players. Highlights from the game and J.D. will take your calls. Warriors Wrap-Up starts now. Indeed, it does start now, right here on 95.7 The Game. We welcome you in as the Warriors still looking for their second home victory of the season. Thunder come in, and the Warriors made it seem like it might be a game uh, a little bit in the second half, but they got down 15 into the first quarter, made a little run in quarter number two. But uh, you look at this one, uh, and the Thunder, after the Warriors had trimmed it down uh, at the half, uh, pushed the lead back up. Warriors then cut it down again to one uh, at 84-83 with Jonathan Kaminga having an opportunity to tie the game on a free throw. He missed that free throw. And Oklahoma City in a night where they made 19 three-pointers, they uh, hit a back-to-back threes right there. And a one-point game quickly was, again, a seven-point game. And the Thunder would end up pushing it all the way out to 21 from that point. And never really any drama for the Warriors in this one down the stretch. And they wind up losing it 128 to 109. So 888 That is the phone number to give me a call or shoot me a text here on 957 The Game as we are broadcasting live from Harmonic Brewing inside Thrive City. Pretty good crowd on hand following this one. Uh, people uh, grabbing a couple of brews here uh, before heading off uh, into the night uh, trying to figure out how this Warriors team can win at home and, and how this Warriors team can try to figure out a way to win a game without Stephen Curry. How this Warriors team can win at home and, and how this Warriors team can try to figure out a way to win a game without Stephen Curry in addition to Draymond Green, who was serving the first game of his five-game league-imposed suspension. So we'll hear 
from Steve Kerr, hopefully, uh, between now and you know, 10, 30, 11 o'clock. We'll see how things roll and uh, if the people want to talk about this one tonight. Uh, a game that never really felt like the Warriors had a shot, even when it was close there, uh, as I mentioned. It was one of those, how are they even in the game? How is it even close? Uh, nice night for Jonathan Kaminga. As Kaminga winds up uh, leading the Warriors with 21 points, but just uh, not enough offense, really not enough defense on a night where Oklahoma City shoots lights out uh, in the 19 uh, of 32 from three-point range. Warriors hit 14, which without Steph Curry is actually pretty good, uh, but a rough night from Klay Thompson, and the Warriors just don't have enough on either end right now. Not enough defensively with Draymond Green out, not enough offensively right now with Stephen Curry out, and uh, the Thunder in this one prevail. They're now 8-4, and four, so OKC off to a good start. Warriors stole the game in Oklahoma City. Thriller a couple of weeks back, and now the Warriors find themselves 1-5 at home. They're 0-4 on this six-game homestand, which will feature another game against the Thunder on Saturday, and then the Rockets in on Monday before the Warriors go to Phoenix and then right back at home for San Antonio. All of those games going to be without Draymond Green. I think at this point the Warriors are hoping that Steph Curry can come back on Saturday, day-to-day. Kind of feels like Saturday's in play. Monday for sure could be in play for the, for the Warriors. And so, uh, again, one of the big questions for this Warriors team this year, how do they win games without Steph Curry? They were able to do it 14-12 and 12 a year ago. I think they feel like when they're healthy, this team is a better assembled co- team of complementary pieces compared to last year. But without Curry, how do you win? And so uh, you know, now two games in without Stephen Curry, and the Warriors find themselves uh, at 6-7 and seven and under five hundred for the first time. Uh, on the year since they were 0-1, losing here on, on opening night to the Suns. Uh, 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. Warriors lost just eight home games at Chase Center last year. They're already up to 1-5. and five. And so it, you, even if you're going to be a really good road team, which the Warriors have been to this point at 5-2. and two. They've essentially wasted the 5-2 and two road start with the seven of the first nine away from home. And I think they also wasted a good lengthy stretch of being able to play healthy and, and with their full complement of, of players before the Draymond Green suspension and the Stephen Curry injury. So you look at all of that, and uh, you know, the Warriors now find themselves, I hate to say it, but in a similar position to last year where it feels like, yeah, you may like your team better than the one you had a year ago, but it's an uphill climb in an extremely competitive Western Conference. And I think the Oklahoma City Thunder are an example. I mean, that was a play-in tournament team a year ago. And Oklahoma City is 8-4. and four. And, you know, you start looking around at the, the standings in the West, and it's early, but Sacramento's figured some things out after a tough start. They didn't have their best player in, in De'Aaron Fox or, or one of their best, you know, their 1A, if you want to say Sabonis is their best player. Sabonis was their best player last year until the playoffs, but they didn't have one of their two dudes, and they still are 6-4 and four after they got off to a 2-4 and four start. They've won four in a row. OKC's 8-4. Houston's 6-3. You've got teams like the Lakers and Suns who are trying to feel themselves out 
and you know to similar degrees as the Warriors, but there's some other teams off to some excellent starts. Denver's nine and two, Dallas nine and three, Minnesota, who we just saw eight and three, OKC eight and four, and these are all teams that were, with the exception of Denver, these are all teams that were beneath the Warriors in the standings last year, who were coming to play. Uh, now Sacramento has has passed the Warriors. Uh, obviously, we saw how that played out in the in the playoffs. So the Warriors are in line with the Lakers and Suns and, and these other teams, but but there are teams that have come from beneath the Warriors now to take the early lead, and the Warriors are going to have to at some point make up for it, and unfortunately they're going to have to be healthy, uh, I think, in an attempt to do it because, uh, as I always say, there's two different kinds of depth. There's the depth that you have when you have your whole team and feel like everybody can be in, in certain places and then there's also the depth that you have when a couple of guys are out. Can you win games? Can you survive? And I think the jury is definitely still out as to whether the Warriors have that latter depth. They certainly don't at this point of the season going up against another you know, young and talented, slashing, drive-and-kick type of a team like the Thunder are. Point of attack defense problematic, three-point defense problematic. And uh, the Warriors, again, just not enough on either side of the ball in this one as the Thunder wind up winning it uh, by 19 after they led by as many as 21. All right, more thoughts on this one coming up. 888-957-9570. Let's go to the phones and get it started with Odell, who's on the Bay Bridge here tonight on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Odell. Hey, can you hear me okay? I got you loud and clear, my friend. How are, how are you doing tonight? What's on your mind? Man, I just left the game, man. We we need some defense inside, man. I got I got three names for you, JD. I got uh, Taco Falls, Bobo, or Ty Soto. Can we get any of those guys? Seven footers, all three of them. Is there any chance that we can get any of those guys? I would say probably not, Odell. And and thanks for the call. And and the reason I say probably not is not to be dismissive of the idea and I certainly don't think you're alone Odell but it's a scenario where I think the Warriors believe that they will take Kevon Looney and Dario Saric and even Trace Jackson Davis who didn't play until the game was decided tonight uh, at Steve Kerr's discretion that they believe that those three centers along with Draymond Green playing small ball center are they'd get the bulk if not all the minutes for the Warriors, and so they now have also signed their 14th player, and and they'd really at this point, I think, are wait and see on if they would add a 15th player to this roster. Maybe down the stretch when it's more cost effective, or after the trade deadline, when you start to get into the luxury tax and, and all of that kind of stuff. If if somebody has to go, and you can rework the money to maybe add a 15th player, but I think at this point, barring some kind of an injury, the Warriors are comfortable with who they have at the center spot. And again, to me, tonight wasn't about the center spot. Tonight was not about not having a big. Tonight was about point of attack defense. Tonight was about draw and kick. Uh, you know, the, the Thunder had 42 points in the paint in this game, but the Warriors lost because of the 57 three-pointers, uh, you know, points in, in, on three-pointers that Oklahoma City was was able to, to knock down in, in this one. So... Yeah, to me it was you know, draw and kick, and I know Steve Kerr joked before the game that the Warriors were going to have to figure out a way to, you know, they won the last game even though they gave up 139, but they were going to have to figure out a way to be able to not give up 139 again. Well, they didn't, 
but without Steph Curry, you're not going to be able to keep up nearly the pace of 128. So, you know, it's kind of chicken or the egg. Is it off? Is it offense? Is it defense? I mean, the Warriors didn't play good defense tonight. And then without Steph Curry, it, you know, I think you're going to have to win by gritting and grinding and scratching and clawing and, and, you know, doing those kinds of things. And the Warriors really, other than, you know, some stretches where they got down in that 12 to 15 point range, they would, they would cut it to seven, they would cut it to eight, and then it would get pushed back up. They cut it to one, and then it would get pushed back up. So not enough defense, but also not enough offense either for the Warriors uh, in, in this one. And they're kind of left with the whole where do you go from here, and the where do you go from here is you got to get Steph Curry back, and then you got to figure out a way to, to better have the pieces fit together around them to where you're getting some secondary and some, and some third-level scoring uh, around Steph Curry because that was the big problem when they had Steph. And now, again, we've seen this in the past, Draymond Green misses, and when Draymond Green misses, yeah, come on in. Come on in. Take a picture. We're on, we're on the, yeah, we're doing the show right now, but, yeah, take a picture. Yeah, absolutely. What's your name? Nathan. Nathan, appreciate you checking in here. How I, get on the camera here, Nathan. Say what's up. We're on YouTube and Twitch. Appreciate it, man. I, I think I got a day next week, so I appreciate it. Nathan, thanks for stopping by. Enjoy your brew. Uh, what was your name? Okay, awesome. Nice to meet you. Wonderful meeting you both. Yeah, yeah, you got it. Enjoy the game. All right. Uh, Nathan in his, in his D'Angelo Russell Warriors jersey. Appreciate you checking in and uh, stopping by and, and saying hi out here at, at, at Harmonic. All right, where was I? Uh, all right, Sterling, let's pause for a quick ID, and then we'll get back to the phones, and then I'll figure out what point I was going to belabor uh, again at that point. But here's, here's your ID. You're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ-FM in HD1 San Francisco. Always live on the free Odyssey app, Twitch, and YouTube. Powered by First NorCal Credit Union. All right, Dale in Walnut Creek uh, from Harmonic here in, in Thrive City. Dale, you're on 95.7 The Game. What's going on tonight, my man? Hey, hey, how you doing, JP? Thanks for uh, Good. taking the call. Uh, a couple of things. Uh, number one, everybody who makes it to the NBA is a great player. They're, they're among the best in the world. The names uh, that we have on our roster are great. The play of those names is really subpar. Uh, we are not even as good as the average team in the NBA right now. We are older and slower. Small ball is not going to work in the Western Conference because the Western Conference is tall ball. And one of the things I believe that is tampering our offense, Clay one for 10, is that they have to work so hard on defense because they're so small. And uh, so that's, that's one. Number two, uh, yeah, tonight wasn't about, about size. Tonight wasn't. Three out of every four games is. We're too small. We're too small. I, last year I said that without Steph Curry, we would not be a playoff team. This year, I'm going to go a step further. With Steph Curry and the guys playing the way they are now, we'll be a play-in team. Thanks for taking my call. All right, you appreciate. I appreciate it. I mean, if Andrew Wiggins is going to play the way that he has through 13 games, and let's just let's just mention it. And I probably should have mentioned it sooner than about 15, 17 minutes into the show. Clay Thompson. Uh, you know, I, I've talked about this a ton. You know, it's not to say that Clay Thompson isn't a legend. 
It's not to say that Clay Thompson isn't a future Hall of Famer. It's not to say Clay Thompson isn't going to have spectacular games this year. But Clay Thompson's bad games absolutely kill you. And that it was that way last year and over this homestand. You know, Clay Thompson has had a couple of really bad games Saturday and Sunday, and then he gets ejected from the game on Tuesday, and tonight he's bad again. So you've got 5-16, 5-16, back-to-back for Clay. Then he gets ejected, and we can debate whether he should have or shouldn't have, and, and I said the other night I don't necessarily think he should have, but when everything jumped off the way it did, the officials went back and, and reviewed everything, and it was like, all right, you two have to go because you two started what ended up with you know Draymond and the headlock and Gobert and, and all of that. So look at Clay Thompson's homestand. 5-16, 5-16, which he had avoided those games to this point. But And look, every shooter is going to have a bad shooting night or a string of bad shooting nights. The problem is the margin for error for this Warriors team, they really can't overcome you know, when it gets into that 5-15, 5-16, 7-19, 8-22 range. Like, they, they just aren't good enough in other areas. And so the 5-16s, you can't win with the 5-16s. You can't win without Steph Curry. And, look, it's more about Curry and not having Draymond tonight than anything, I think, because you don't have your best defender, the anchor of your defense, and you don't have your best player, period. So I think and you're playing against a team in OKC that I think believes they're a top-six team in the West from a playing tournament team a year ago. So all of those things factor into the equation here as far as the Warriors are concerned. But when you look at it, Clay goes 1-10, you ain't winning. And, you know, there will be games where Clay's spectacular. And you know what? We may look up at the end of the season and his overall numbers look pretty similar to last year. Because he, But because he's so hot and cold, it limits your ability to win consistently. Now, am I going to throw tonight out? I mean, you, you know, Clay could have been 7-10 tonight and the Warriors may not win the game because they still can't get enough stops. But when, when Clay Thompson goes 1-10, I'll almost guarantee you the Warriors aren't winning a game with with or without Steph Curry. And so, you know, that is much like the conversation the other night surrounding Draymond Green. You're ride or die with Draymond. That means there's games where he gets into it with the officials. There's going to be games where he gets into it with other players. That's Draymond. That's who he is. He said it. He ain't changing. That's fine. The Warriors organization had doubled, tripled down with it. The moment they got eliminated in, in L.A., and again, I don't even think that's necessarily the wrong call. But once you go in on that, you're ride or die. And if you're ride or die on Dre, then Dre may wind up suspended for five games. If you're ride or die on Clay, then you know what? Clay Thompson's going to have one for 10 games, and he's going to have five for 16 games. And he's going to have three, four, five, six, eight, 10 game stretches where he doesn't play well. And he's going to have eight, 10, 12 game stretches where he's absolutely white hot. 300, you know, three-point makes for a season 41% pace. And, again, at the end of the year, it may all add up because he is that good, and he proved it last year. The problem, though, is you aren't winning any of the games where he's, where he's bad. And the bad are so bad, and that's been something that's, again, not tonight because you're probably not winning tonight anyway. But those games are – the bad games are wreckers, and, and you can't – and. That's just when you talk about wins and losses and how is this team the best version of themselves and all of that, he has to limit those games. And, and to his credit, he did limit those games in the first eight, you know, nine games, basically. And the Warriors were 6-2, and 6-3. and three. 
it's popped back up, and the Warriors have had been a little shorthanded, and then at that point, they, they can't get it done. Tristan in Temecula, 888-957-9570. Tristan, you are on Warriors wrap-up here on 95.7 The Game tonight. Yes, sir. What's going on? What's going on, Tristan? What do you got for me? Hey, man. Yeah, man. You know what? I'm not too surprised about this loss because, I mean, look how they handled the Minnesota game. They just they just cannot handle these young athletic guards. I mean, it's they're too fast. They can't stay in front of nobody. The unnecessary fouls. I mean, just the body language on everybody right now, it's just a complete 180 from where it was maybe a couple weeks ago. And, I mean, Wiggins... Clay, I mean, I don't know exactly what you can do about them because if they're not going to shoot their shots, they're not going to play any defense. So, I mean, hopefully when Steph comes back, they can make a push, maybe go, I don't know, two out of the last three. But you're still asking a lot from a 35-year-old player who just came back off a sprained right knee to score 30 or 40 points just to win. So we'll see what happens, but I'm not surprised by this loss. No, definitely not. I mean, OKC's a good young team, and I think you made the point. It's, it's the athletes. It's the slashing. It's, to me, it's more about the wings and the guards. Those are the, those are the players, whether it's been Cleveland or Minnesota, now Oklahoma City, Denver goes about it a different way. That's a, a, a tough loss at the end of a long road trip against the defending champs. You kind of throw that one out. But Cleveland, Minnesota, OKC all have guards and wings that attack and get to the basket and blow by you. And to me, that's where the Warriors have looked a little slow, a little old, as, as Tristan pointed out there. Tonight, at times, as much as they did fight to get it from, what, 17, 19 down to 1 before the Thunder pushed it back up, tonight they did look like, and, and tonight they looked like they knew they were overmatched. And, and they were. Uh, but it's a matter of, yeah, get Steph Curry back. But figure out Wiggins and figure out Clay Thompson. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, they, they are so invested in those two players being really good and key components and, and parts of this thing that you know they have to play better. If those two players are not playing at, you know, Wiggins, I think, close to two years ago level, which he's not even sniffing that. He's not even sniffing last year when he was health you know, when he was healthy and, and available. Uh, you know, he's not even sniffing that level. I mean, his drop has been dramatic. And, you know, again, I think Clay Thompson was fine the first eight games or so. And now you look up in the last five, it's been it's been tough. couple of five of 16s, an ejection, one of 10 tonight. You know, really the, the games on this homestand have been been pretty brutal for Clay Thompson as a, as a, you know, what, four games now. Or is it, yeah, wait, is it four? Is it five? Yeah, Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday, yeah, and tonight. So, yeah, the four games in this homestand with the Warriors 0-4 have not been pretty for Klay Thompson in, in a number of different ways. And I think what you're seeing is, you know, the Warriors have shown they can win with Klay Thompson being solid and steady. They can't win with him being 1 of 10 and 5 of 16. And that was something that, for the most part, was true last year. Uh, Theodore in Hercules is next. 888-957-9570. Hey, Theodore. What's going on, J.D.? What's up, my man? Yeah, man, the Warriors, we need a number two, a new number two. Um, we came into the season thinking that, uh, you know, Clay or Wiggins, you were just mentioning that, would be that solid guy for us, but clearly they've shown that they aren't that guy. And, you know, Steph Curry, he's our anchor, he's our guy, but 
he misses a few games and his team collapses. He, there's no solid veteran to pick up the slack or even have or keep composure on the courts. We've seen what Draymond is. He's never going to change. Clay is not the player that he is uh, from before his injuries. And Wiggins just isn't doing it for us. We need a, a solid number two. I mean, I don't know how we do it. Uh, Chris Paul, you know, God bless his soul. He's a great uh, point guard, but he's not going to step up and take over this team when Steph is out. So hopefully we can figure it out. Clay Thompson, he's getting killed on X right now or Twitter. So uh, hopefully we can uh, do something to shake things up on this roster. Yeah, they, they definitely need a number two, and they were counting on it being Clay and Wiggins. They were counting on the bench being dominant or, or at least significantly improved. I don't necessarily think they were counting on it being as dominant as it was in the first eight or nine games. I, I actually don't think they were counting on that. It was sort of a, a pleasant surprise that they were that good. But it was a big part of the reason why they were winning, despite the fact that Wiggins wasn't providing much and you know Clay Thompson was able to be steady as opposed to needing to be, you know, dominant. Uh, and, and so uh, I think the question is going to shift toward, at least for us, I don't know that it has shifted or will shift at this point internally because I still think the Warriors like their team when they're fully healthy. But I think the question as far as us in the media and on the radio and here at 95.7 The Game and all of that, I think the question is going to shift toward, do the Warriors need to make a move, and do they need to make a move quickly? And, and you know, Clay Thompson's game tonight, I think, is going to lead people down that path. And I think you're going to start, you know, as much as financially it's not feasible when you look at the, the money involved in the future years and everything, you're going to start hearing a lot about should the Warriors try to go out and get Zach Levine? Should the Warriors try to go out and get... Should they go out and try to get a DeMar DeRozan if the Bulls are going to, you know, tear everything down to the studs and... and, and you know, go in a different direction. And, you know, the Warriors have been not the kind of team that's that's really forced their way into making panicky trades. They've stuck by their core. They've stuck by the guys that they believe in. And they've been able, over the long haul, to be able to win out with that. Uh, again, we're 13 games into a season, so I don't think the Warriors are pushing the panic button knowing that they like their team when they're fully healthy. But you can't make it through an entire season with no true number two. Like somebody at some point has to step up and be a consistent number two scorer. And history would tell you that's going to be number 11, Clay Thompson. Andrew Wiggins at times has proven an ability to do it. I don't know what's going on. I mean, I feel like Wiggins is slowly coming out of it. Like, I mean, you look up tonight, I mean, 12 points and 6 of 13 – and, you know, those used to be the quiet Wiggins games where as long as he was rebounding and knocking down a couple of threes, everything would be okay. Well, that's not going to be nearly enough when you're not going to have, you know, Stephen Curry. So, I mean, I think you give Jonathan Kaminga a hat tip tonight I, I, for, you know, going into the starting lineup and scoring 21 and doing it efficiently. He still was a minus 11. I know a lot of that was at the end. He was basically an even player most of the, uh, of the game. But... You know, he's somebody that I think stepped up his game knowing he was going to get more minutes and knowing that in a lot of ways he was, you know, he's playing for the kind of team that I think at times he's wanted to be on as a younger player, a team where the expectation to win 
is just not there, and he can go out and play free and relaxed and try and get buckets. And so he did that tonight. The Warriors needed him to do that tonight. I thought it was Kaminga's best game in weeks, uh, you know, as far as, you know, impact and, and, and everything that he was able to do, and the Warriors needed that tonight. But we're also getting a, a, a test case in if Jonathan Kaminga's your best player, you know, what kind of team are you? And, you know, so is, is it going to is it going to be him that steps into a void like that? Probably not, because he hadn't been somebody when everybody had been playing that had been filling out that that role. Uh, so uh, but again, hat tip to Jonathan Kaminga for helping to keep the Warriors in the game when they were still in the game with an opportunity to tie the game uh, at 84, 83 late in the third quarter. Really where this one got away from the Warriors was the 10-2 Thunder finish to the third quarter uh, to get the lead back to 94-85 after the Warriors had cut it down and had an opportunity to tie it. Because at that point, you're thinking, hey, the Warriors might be able to steal this thing. Like, are they really going to be able to steal this thing? Uh, and so they weren't ultimately, but Kaminga was a big part of the reason why they even, you know, we were even having that conversation. Law-abiding citizen is next here on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95-7 The Game. Hey, law-abiding. Hey, what's going on, JD? Um, anyways, I just want to say, you know, the the second unit with Chris Paul, it looks really good in the beginning, but man, Chris Paul's starting to look really old out there. And as far as uh, Wiggins goes, I'll let, I'll let you fi- I'll let you finish law abiding, but it's like he just he just can't score consistently, and you know he's you know tonight he ends up making four three pointers, but night in night out. He just he just can't consistently bring it when you need it. And I thought defensively tonight, it was rough with a lot of the younger players that he found himself matched up against with the uh, you know, Oklahoma City squad. But yeah, go ahead and finish your point there. Yeah, totally. Uh, he, it, it, tonight he was great shooting the ball. The first couple weeks of the season, he it, was, it wasn't looking that great. But as far as Wiggins goes, Wiggins looks completely disinterested in playing basketball right now. For some reason, I don't know what the deal is with that, but moving down the line, I don't see him turning a corner where he's going to get back to that level where we could depend on him because we're going to need to depend on multiple people moving down the line because, let's face it, someone's going to get injured by you know a couple months from now or down the line, and we're going to have to have someone step up, and it's probably not going to be Kaminga either. Uh, thank you, J.D. I hope you're sipping an IPA out there. Uh, I'm not not an IPA. It's a Kolsch, not an IPA. But but cheers to everybody on on YouTube and Twitch. Still a real nice crowd here at Harmonic Brewing inside Thrive City. Warrior fans, spirits are up. Trying to trying to make the best of a tough situation with no Steph Curry and, and no Draymond Green tonight, and the Warriors taking it on the chin. But everybody uh, seems pretty pretty happy, pretty content. You can see Chase Center on the. The YouTube stream uh, behind me here uh, inside Thrive City, but yeah, no, not not an IPA, not this late, uh, but but yeah, definitely having a Kolsch. I'll take a sip here before we get to uh, before we get to another uh, another caller here tonight on 95.7 The Game. Uh, let's keep it moving. Chris is next here on Warriors Wrap Up. Hey, Chris. Hey, just wanted to talk about. Uh the whole Clay Thompson and uh, Wiggins situation, I feel like Kerr's never going to move on from them. He just, he just he can't tell Clay to stop shooting. And I don't know what, what else Clay brings if he's not shooting, especially tonight when he's 1 of 10. I think he's actively making us worse. 
I think Mooney's shown that he's better. But he's just a flat-out better player than him right now. And I think Kaminga can be if he gets four minutes. I think he'll become more consistent. And Wiggins, I don't. I think it's kind of the same situation. He's just not not there right now. I think we need to give the young guys a shot. I think we're holding our team back. And uh, I don't know if we need to make a trade for like Caruso or Levine or something if it if it gets even worse. But I just don't know if Kerr can make the moves that he wants to make given what Clay and Wiggins have done for us in the past. Thanks for the call. I, I, I think it's tough because the Warriors invested in the fact that they were going to run it back. Like they, and I've, I've said this a lot, you know, you go back six months in L.A., they lose game six to the Lakers, and I was at, down at, at Crypto.com, formerly Staples Center, and you're thinking, what's going to come out of this? Are the Warriors going to come out in the post-game press conferences and act like maybe this is a wrap for the, the, the dynasty group? And they did exactly the opposite and did it with the quickness. And somebody within the organization had, had leaked, I think, to, to Anthony Slater and to Shams like, that the intent was to bring everybody back. They are bringing everybody back. And so when you invest in bringing everybody back, you got to stick with it. And I think you know they also believe that Moody and Kaminga could be capable, complementary players. And to this point, uh, you know I think that's been true. But they, you know, you look at top to bottom this roster to this point, and really everybody has brought something to the table at least part of the time. Everybody, Kaminga, Moody, you know, Looney, Peyton. Pajemski, like everybody at one time or another, Sarich, Clay, Steph, obviously Dre. The one guy who really hasn't had a game where you're like, man, he really helped them is Andrew Wiggins. And so, but the Warriors have invested in him. You know, and again, it's like, do you want to give Kaminga Wiggins minutes? Well, the Warriors still don't really play Kaminga at the three. He's he's exclusively a four, which is why he got the start tonight with Draymond out. And so, you know, are you going to play Moses Moody more than Clay Thompson? I don't think so. I know Moses Moody's a, a, a sticking point because he did have 12 points in 5 of 11, and, and he's played well. 7.07, there it is. Why is Corey Joseph playing more than Moses Moody? Well, because they play different positions. If Steph Curry's out, unless Pajemski's going to be the backup point guard, like Chris Paul's going in to be the starter, and unless Pajemski's going to be the backup point guard, then Corey Joseph is going to play, and they are not comfortable right now with Pajemski being the backup point guard, so Corey Joseph's going to play. So it, it, it's, uh, you know, at that point, it, it, they're, they aren't, this, it's not apples to apples. It's not Kaminga should play more and Joseph should play less. It's, no, they play completely different, different positions, and so it, it doesn't work that way. It's, and Moody, I do think, gets caught between some games they want him to be a three, and I think they don't, necessarily you know some games they want him to be a three and if it doesn't match up properly then he doesn't play because somebody else is playing better at the three on that given night some nights they want him to be a two and then Pajemski when he comes in and plays well he winds up taking those minutes so it's kind of a little bit of a, a catch-22 there 5-1-0 weren't they 14 and 12 without Curry last year yes they were and you know a big reason why because Jordan Poole scored a ton of buckets. Like, for all of the talk about Jordan Poole and trade him or don't trade him, he had to go. And I get the financial ramifications of it. I get the the fact that 
you know, what happened with Draymond and the veteran players soured on him and, and all of that. Like, all of those things are true. I think they feared that he was rubbing off in a poor way against some of, you know, with some of the younger players. And, and the younger players, some of them were, were having a little bit more of, a, of an attitude, and they didn't like that. Jordan Poole had to go. The Warriors determined that Jordan Poole had to go. Well, the one risk in trading Jordan Poole, really the only risk, is that he helped the Warriors win without Steph Curry at a 14-12 and 12 clip. And you know Steph Curry at this stage of his career, 35, going to be 36 in March, is going to miss games. And so, you know, you hope it's not 26, but if it's 26, this Warriors team might be sunk given what we've seen these last, you know, couple of games. And, and throughout the, and unless Wiggins and or Clay Thompson are going to be a hell of a lot better than they've been to begin this season. So I'm not saying you shouldn't play. You know, I'm not saying you shouldn't have traded Jordan Poole or anything like that. I, I'm not saying that at all. They made the decision. I think it was the right decision. But again, when you build your roster out, when you no longer have Jordan Poole, you are more vulnerable to playing games without Steph Curry. And right now, this team looks like the kind of team that can't win a, a single game against anybody in the league without Steph Curry. And I know they were competitive against the Timberwolves the other night. You know, that's more the outlier than the norm. That's the competitive game that where if you're in it, you really need to win it because you're probably not going to play that well the next two or three or four games when you don't have Steph Curry. It's basically one every four, once every four, five games, you're going to play that competitive-ass game when you don't have Steph Curry, and you're going to have a chance to win. Doesn't mean you're going to win, especially against the team that's as talented as the Timberwolves, but you have a chance. Uh, Terry is next here on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game uh, at 888-957-9570. How you doing there, John? I'm doing well tonight, Terry. Uh, what's on your mind? Yeah, I'm ask a question. I've been following the Warriors since back in the early 70s when they had, you know, Nate Thurman, Rick Barry, them back in the day. And uh, I just want to know, how come Kerr, since he's been coached, never developed none of the rookies to be good players? Can you explain that to me a little bit? Well, I wouldn't say it's none. I mean, Kevon Looney ended up becoming a good player. It took him a couple of years. Uh, but it's – and the Warriors have had some young players that have gone elsewhere and not, not played well. It's they're a veteran team, you know. I, I think they've they expect their younger players to develop into role players first, and then better players after that. And I think that's where it's been caught up. You know, Kaminga is growing, like Moses Moody is growing. See, this is the thing; those guys are growing. Those guys are better than they were last year, better than they were two years ago. Both of them, to to a man. Pajemski looks like he's pretty good, and 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 maybe. But here's the thing. The young players are, you know, I think the fans, I think a lot of the time, think that these players should be, by year three, better players than they actually are. And I think some of it comes from unrealistic expectations. Some of it comes from, hey, Kaminga was the seventh pick. Some of it comes from ridiculous comparisons like that of Giannis and Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. You know, people are looking at Jonathan Kaminga like he's going to be a borderline all-star or, you know, by year three or a superstar by year five, and if he doesn't look like he's on that trajectory, which for now he doesn't at year three, if he's not on that trajectory, then you start to think, well, he's a failure and, and the Warriors aren't doing right by him and they aren't developing him, which in reality isn't the case. It's just that it's going to take more than two or three years. It might take five years before Jonathan. I mean, look how long it took Stephen Curry. You know, when, I mean, you go, go through Steph Curry. I mean, his, his rookie year, 
it, you know, oh nine ten, so 10, 11, 12. I mean, Curry didn't even – it took Curry's fourth year before you even saw a borderline all-star. You know, and then it, and then his fifth year, it's like, okay, this guy's pretty damn good. And then it's his sixth year, he's an MVP. His seventh year, he's one of the greats of all time, you know, hitting 400 threes and unanimous MVP and, and all of that. So it takes time uh, for, for young players. It's not just this plug-and-play, these guys. And so I, I think in some ways some of the hype, in particular around Kaminga, has set some unrealistic expectations for him. And then people wonder why he's not meeting the unrealistic expectations. Like, I, I think Kaminga's fine. He's getting better, but he's a young, flawed, raw player in year three. Is he better than he was last year? Yes. Is he better than he was two years ago? Yes. Same thing with Moses Moody, who is still at times struggling to get on the floor, but is also in position uh, where you know he can. He's helping more than more than he did uh, at, at at different points. So eight at eight nine five seven ninety five seventy triple eight. 957-9570. It's Warriors wrap-up here at 95-7 the game. You know what, Sterling? Let's go ahead and pause here. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll get to the hardest worker of the game. We'll get to uh, our extending the three-point line uh, part of the game, our sponsored segment there. Uh, still a lot of people at Harmonic uh, as the Warriors lose to the Thunder, 128-109. to We'll keep this thing going uh, until 11 o'clock. Get in now, 888-957-9570. Uh, Warriors wrap up here, 95-7 the game. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Kaminga waits and now wants to go. Backs his man down, spins baseline. He almost went up and down, throws up a circus shot. It went in and a foul. Wow. That was something. That was uh, something. Yeah, that was something. Great horse shot. For your last letter, I lose. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up with John Dickinson on 95.7 The Game. All right, Tim Roy and Tom Tolbert on the call there. Warriors lose 128-109 to as they fall now to 6-7. and Back under 500 for the second time this season. It was 1-0, or it was 0-1 for the Warriors after they lost at home to Phoenix, and then they were all the way up to 6-2, and two, and now they're 6-7. and seven. They've lost five in a row. They're 0-4 on the homestand. They're 1-5 now and five on the home floor, 5-2 and two away, and so they've completely given up the fantastic start that they've had on the road because it's basically been the opposite of last year. Uh, unable to win on the Chase Center hardwood, and they're going to get another shot with uh, Oklahoma City on Saturday, Houston on Monday before they go to Phoenix and then come right back in this building uh, or the building behind me uh, for those watching on, on YouTube uh, as I broadcast live from Harmonic Brewing inside Thrive City here. Still a really good crowd uh, uh, on a Thursday night. People having a good time. Uh, you know, check out Harmonic Brewing here in Thrive City. It's a great place before and after Warriors basketball, and they, they keep it rolling uh, at least till 11 uh, on these 7 o'clock starts as long as the place is lively, and it's pretty lively here uh, tonight on, on Warriors wrap-up on 95.7 The Game. So 888-957-9570. We're going to keep things rolling here till about 11 o'clock. Uh, 888-957-9570, Comcast Business Text Line open as well. Uh, we'll get our hardest worker of the game. We'll get our extending the three-point line for tonight. Let's uh, just kind of go ahead and, and, and run through it. Also want to give everybody a, an update on Gary Payton the second Left ankle sprain. So it, it's getting worse for the Warriors. Uh, Payton comes down, got fouled, landed on an Oklahoma City player's foot. And then an odd sequence, he played about two minutes where I, I wasn't sure in the moment if he had called for a sub and the Warriors didn't see him or they didn't. It just seemed like nobody knew what was going on as Peyton was in obvious pain trying to grind through it. Oklahoma City immediately matched him up on the perimeter and, and uh, drove by him for a bucket. And it was he was trying to grind through, ultimately couldn't. And, uh, yeah, come on. Uh, so yeah, they, they could ultimately couldn't, and then he wound up in a in a situation where uh, he was you know ha eventually left the game. Kaminga went to the table, then they couldn't get a stoppage. I was surprised they didn't foul or call a timeout to get Gary Payton the second out of that game, but uh, eventually he did get out of the game. Went right to the locker room limping, but he was in some pain and it was kind of painful to watch. Uh, did not return. Again, on that play, he got fouled. So we'll see. I think that, that looks like it has the potential to be the kind of uh, injury that, that could keep him out for, for some time. Uh, and, you know, that opens the door for others to, to be able to step in. And if, you know, he, he hopefully can come back because when the Warriors are right, he's a, a key component to, to what, you know, they do well. Uh, so yeah, we'll hope for the best on the on the GP two front with that that ankle sprain. 
but it, it's going to be tough, I, I think. That's probably a, a scenario where he's going he's gonna to have to miss some time, uh, to, to, put it, to put it bluntly. Uh, all right, let's uh, go ahead and get to our extending the three-point line for tonight, which is brought to you by West Coast Men's Health. Chris Paul, 10 seconds, catches from Wiggins from the far sideline, brings it in with a dribble off a of play screen. Chris Paul comes right down Broadway, throws it out to the corner to Sharich, who's open. He hits a three with 1.3 to go in the half. Kenrich Williams won't get it off in time. It's wide right either way. Golden State in the last four minutes and 42 seconds. They go on a 20-8 push. They're back in business, down seven. 67-60 at the break. Yeah, Warriors made their push uh, from 17 down to within seven. Tim Roy in the call there, one of four. Chris Paul three-point makes in the first half as he finished four of six overall uh, in the game tonight. That, you're extending the three-point line for tonight. Brought to you by West Coast Men's Health, successfully treating men for ED and chronic pain. Visit westcoastmenshealth.com for more details on that. 888-957-9570. Let's, let's get Jim in San Francisco next here on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Jim. Good evening, John. How you doing? I'm, I'm doing Listen. well tonight. How are, how are you? What, what do you got? I'm, I'm good. Listen, I can't understand uh, Steve Kerr. At the, at the, in that second quarter, what happened? He put a group of players in there, and out, they outscored Oklahoma City 20-8. Why didn't he start that same group of players beginning of the second half. Look, I'm 75 years old. I've seen great coaches. I've coached myself. You make teams make you take players off the floor, off the field. You make teams stop you from running certain plays. You don't stop them yourself. Why didn't he start that same group? Hell, we might have been up 15 at the end of the third quarter. Who knows? Might have been up 10. Might have been even. I don't know. But I sure would have made Oklahoma City run that group off the floor. I never would have took them off the floor until they were dog-tied or Oklahoma City ran them off the floor. He didn't do that. Why is he so wedded to Clay Thompson and Andrew Wiggins? Look, Clay Thompson will never be the same because he's old and he had two devastating injuries. Think about Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose was a great player, man. What happened to him? He got injured. He's never been the same. I don't know where he is now. I guess he retired. Clay will never be the same again. We keep people keep saying, "Oh, he'll he'll heat up." He'll no, he's not going to heat up. He's just not going to happen. The, the, the evidence is there. He can't do it. He can't move. He can't shoot. And he keep he's trying too hard. Put him on the bench. Let him think about it. Put somebody in there who can help you win, and then bring him back and see what happens. But for now, the coach keep doing. He he act like he afraid of certain players. Uh, Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, and uh, especially Draymond Green. If they had suspended Draymond Green last year, you know what would have happened? The team would have been much better off last year. They probably would have went further, but they didn't do it. And isn't it ironic Draymond is, is missing games this year that he should have missed last year? Thanks for the call, Jim. A lot to chew on there, and it, it was that group at the end of the half with, with Saric was out there. Moses Moody was out there. Andrew Wiggins was out there. Chris Paul was out there uh, as well to, to close the half uh, with Clay Thompson. And so, I mean, it, there were a number of starters in, in that group when you look at, at the lineup. And I just went back and, and looked at it. The only sub was Moody uh, going out of the game and Jonathan Kaminga coming back into the game. That was the only, the only sub. So, yeah, Saric was... Uh, you know, Saric, who hit that three. Actually, it was Saric who hit that three 
late in the first half, the, the, the 22-footer. Uh, and Sarge was out on the floor as well. So it was basically the starters uh, in, in that game except for the you know Moses Moody and the, who was in for Kaminga to close the half. So it was you know the only thing the only thing and I think it's fair and I, I made a note of it I think uh, on Twitter earlier was that you know hey Moody's probably going to need more time in this game and I, I thought at the, in the moment you know maybe Steve Kerr goes to Moses Moody to start the third quarter but who's he going to go to Moses Moody for among the starters you know, it, 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 the only option really would have been Wiggins because Kaminga was playing well, or Thompson. But are you really going to pull Wiggins or Thompson for Moses Moody and bench him to start a third quarter? And the answer—I mean, I think we all know what the answer to that that question is. The answer is no. They're they're not going to do that, uh, and and we know why because they have so much invested in those players and in the core group that helped them win a championship, even the guys that were just around the last couple of years that, that helped them win the championship. So 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. Thunder beat the Warriors 128-109 to as uh, Oklahoma City now 8-4, and four, Warriors now 6-7, and seven, as uh, they'll be back in action on Saturday. Uh, right here on 95.7 The Game. Warriors this week coming up 9 to noon. Join me and Dan Devone for that. And then I'll be right back here at Chase for Warriors Live at 4.30 here on Saturday afternoon as the Dubs and the Thunder are set to go one more time. And for the third time here in the in the first month or so of the, the young NBA season, uh, playing that thriller a couple of weeks back, in Oklahoma City that the Warriors were, were able uh, to win. So, yeah, uh, I, I like the Saric-Kaminga combo off the top. I think that made a lot of sense. When Steve Kerr told everybody pre-game that he was going to start Kaminga, I thought the key question was, does that mean you're going to go with Kavon Looney or Dario Saric? Saric started the last game against Minnesota. I thought because of Chris Paul in the lineup for for Steph Curry, he'd probably go with Saric again at the five, and he did. Kaminga and Saric complement each other well. Kerr likes Chris Paul playing with both Saric and Kaminga, so I think that made a lot of sense. Wiggins and, and Clay Thompson, the other two. And, and look, i got to give Kaminga credit. I did in the first segment. I will again. He played well in, in the game tonight. Uh, 21 points. The Warriors needed the scoring. Did have four turnovers, but six boards. He got to the free throw line. You know, Jonathan Kaminga really helped the, the, the Warriors on a night where they, they needed offense and played, I thought, his best at least offensive game, most consistent offensive game. Turnovers wrecked the Warriors in the first quarter. They had seven turnovers that led to nine Oklahoma City points, and they couldn't score at the bench group in. Uh, Corey Joseph, Pajemski, you know, Pajemski comes back to earth a little bit in that first half group. Did end up with 13 points, but he was a minus 26. It was a rough night for Brandon Pajemski after an early career night for Brandon Pajemski against the Timberwolves the other night. So turnovers and the inability to score or defend that bench group at the end of the first quarter. Second quarter, the awkward uh, Gary Payton, the second injury uh, I talked about. Warriors got down 19. Then they were able to make the run before halftime. It was an 8-0, a 10-2, and a 20-8 finish to the half. We heard the Sarich three there on the call from Tim Roy. Moses Moody, terrific impact in the second quarter. Played the whole quarter. Scored 10 points, hit two threes. That goes back to the caller's prior point. Hey, why not more Moses Moody, I think, is what he was really saying with the rest of that group. But again, 
as you lay it out, is Steve Kerr really going to go to Moses Moody over Clay Thompson or Andrew Wiggins? And I think it's just not to that point. There's too much invested in those two and their early season struggles now to where you're not going to put one of them on the bench in what would be such a dramatic way. And you can say, hey, to hell with that, J.D., you know, play the best players. But, you know, again, you're talking about in a future Hall of Famer and a four-time champion on the one hand who really has only had three rough games in a row. Uh, and, and Andrew Wiggins, obviously, it's been longer than that. But I still think confidence is part of the issue for Wiggins. And if you take Wiggins out of the starting lineup, then you really run the risk of, of maybe hurting his confidence. Plus, I think Steve Kerr wants to keep a lot of these groups that are playing together together to try and build some cohesiveness and to try and you know, play better uh, as they're currently constituted. Third quarter, wound up going to the Thunder 27-25. OKC took a, uh, you know, pushed the lead back up uh, briefly at the early part of the quarter, and the Warriors cut it all the way down to 84-83. To me, the ter- the the deciding point of the game after everything was Warriors get it to 84-83. Jonathan Kaminga's on the free throw line with a chance to tie the game. He misses the second free throw. Thunder go 10-2 to finish the quarter. It's back up to a nine-point game right there. And then OKC winds up uh, pushing it out from that point where the conversation shifted from who's going to be finishing the game for the Warriors tonight to uh, well, it's not going to matter who's going to be finishing the game because the Thunder put it on the Warriors 34-24 in the fourth, and they wind up turning a nine-point game into a 19-point victory in a game they led by as many as 21. All right, let's uh, go ahead and get to our hardest worker of the game, our hardest worker of the game, brought to you by Alameda County Sheriff's Office, who works hard to serve the community. Are you looking for a career in law enforcement? Learn more about job opportunities at joinacso.com. And tonight's hardest worker of the game is Kavon Looney for Golden State. Looney uh, made an impact off the bench, 19 minutes, 13 and 11 for Kavon Looney. First double-double of the season, seventh game this year where he's had 10 or more rebounds. And uh, Kavon Looney was, was out there trying to help fight and scratch and claw and keep the Warriors in the game. And so we'll give it to Kavon Looney tonight. 13 points, 11 boards, uh, your hardest worker of the game. Brought to you by the Alameda County Sheriff's Office, who works hard to save the community uh, and serve the community, uh, I should say. Are you looking for that career in law enforcement? If you are, learn more about job opportunities at acso.com. Again, Alameda County Sheriff's Office, who works hard to serve the community. Final couple of minutes here at Harmonic Brewing in Thrive City. Uh, let's go ahead and hear from the head coach, Steve Kerr, as he addressed the media post-game over at Chase, Bill King interview room, talking about another tough loss for Golden State. Third quarter series there, you close to one. Yeah. Uh, they go 3-3 three, three and, and I guess close 10-2. Is that where you sensed everything kind of yeah. was decided? I thought that was a key stretch of the game. You know, we needed to finish that quarter and, and you know, be tied or ahead and have some momentum and that 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 quick run they went on um, got it right back to 10 and uh, it slipped away from there but um, they were amazing tonight I mean they were 19 for 32 from three um, put on a clinic and uh, they, they played a great game so they got us they're such a penetrating kick team um, 
was there issues with your you know on ball defense there to, to allow that or what did you think yeah, over collapse well over help or? they put a lot of pressure on you with the you know the the uh, small small pick and roll and they've got Holmgren out at the three point line um, you know so they spread you out and they've got shooters everywhere and they got a lot of a lot of size um, positionally you know um, their guards between Shea and Giddy and Williams, you know, they can all get downhill and find people. So it's a uh, team's really well put together, well coached, and they, they hammered us tonight. Hey, Coach, so early before the game, you spoke about, you know, putting more points up, obviously, to win the game than the other team. That said, 48 points, you outscored them points in the paint, outscored them second chance point, just barely tied or, you know, just under them fast break points. But then you guys fall tonight. From a game plan, game plan perspective, what went wrong and what went right knowing that you were coming in without the guys that you didn't have tonight not a lot went right i mean they were they took it to us from the beginning our transition defense was bad we we lost um isaiah joe in, in transition for his first shot of the game it's a wide open corner three we didn't locate him and a shooter like that if you give him a wide open look um the floodgates can open up and that's what happened and they ran a few nice plays for him and he popped free and, and knocked down shots but you know he's seven for seven giddy goes three for three um and they make 19 threes that's it's going to be tough to to win this game yeah, tough to beat when they make 19 threes, and they did make 19 threes in this one, and the Warriors find themselves losers tonight uh, by a 19-point margin. And, yeah, how about Isaiah Joe? Steve Kerr pointed him out. Isaiah Joe, 7-7 seven seven from three. All of his points on threes score – well, uh, actually he hit uh, a couple of free throws as well, so he ended up with 23. And, you know, between him and Giddy, 10 for 10 from three. Uh, so, yeah, they, they, that did the trick for the Warriors. And, yeah, you let a, a spot-up shooter get rolling, and we've seen it over the years uh, with a lot of the Warriors. They may not miss very much if you let them get in rhythm and get confident early, and there were a lot of really wide-open looks for Oklahoma City in this one. All right, we'll call it a night on that note. Uh, really appreciate uh, Harmonic Brewing here in Thrive City for having me out uh, for Warriors wrap-up here tonight. Looking forward to being back out here at some point in the near future uh also the warrior shop at thrive city great to be out there for the pregame earlier want to thank sterling bennett and everybody in our san francisco studios as uh, just a great job from one and all on a tough night uh, for the warriors great job everybody putting in uh, a big time effort back in the studio uh, i will be back with you on saturday saturday morning 9 a.m until noon join me dan devone taking your calls, reacting to this one. It's been a tough week. Warriors haven't won in a while. you got to go uh, all the way back to the 6th uh, in Detroit, the Warriors' last victory, uh, and they'll get another opportunity to do it coming up here on Saturday, Game 5 of the 6-game home stand, and the Warriors still looking for their first win. At noon, Warriors this week, and then Warriors live from 4.30 to 5.00 on Saturday right here on 95.7 The Game. So keep it locked right here on 95.7 The Game all day long tomorrow, and we'll talk to you Saturday morning, bright and early. Thunder get the better of the Warriors tonight, 128-109, to and you heard it all right here in your home for Warriors basketball, 95.7 The Game. Good night. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 